Hello, Rasa. How you doing? I'm swell. How are you? I'm great. Are you ready to know everything? Replace my ignorance with knowledge. Well then, let's do it. Today, I want to talk to you about the power of suspense in stories. I'm hooked already. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Well, by suspense, I mean setting things up so you don't know what happens next, or even if you do know what happens, there's a mystery as to how or why. Let's say that we're writing a story about a dog chasing a ball. If the dog's going around, pat pat pat, chase the ball. It's not very exciting, is it? No, we kind of know the ending. He'll get the ball. He'll bring it back. He'll throw the ball. He'll bring it back. But let's say the ball rolls all the way down the stairs. Boink, boink, boink. The dog lunges to go after it, but gets his tail caught. And the ball is teetering on the edge of the window, poised to fall outside, never to be seen again. Dog is trapped. Ball is in peril. What is going to happen? I don't know whether to run down the stairs or up the stairs. Who am I going to save first? The dog whimpers, tries desperately to break free. He's pulling to no avail. Then you end the chapter. It's so suspenseful. What can you do? You must keep reading. I remember early in my writing career, I was trying to figure out the formula for a good ending. And one answer was, it needs to be both surprising and inevitable. So you don't know what's going to happen. But at the same time, when you read it, it's like it had to happen that way. Oh. I hadn't thought about the suspense part, though, that keeps everything afloat between that often pretty simple beginning and that surprising, inevitable end. Can you use this in real life, too? Say you're telling a true story or even giving a presentation at school? Yeah. Say you're doing a presentation at school. Now, everyone knows the United States started at 13 colonies. And everyone knows we've got 50 states today. But how did we get there? Could we only have 15? Or might there be up to 500 today? What are the different twists and turns that brought us to that exact number? By this point, the class has started wondering, what does she mean? Could there have been more states? I need to know more. See, I hooked you. That's the power of suspense. And you want to know the best, most surprising, even shocking thing about suspense? Yeah, please. What? Oh, we're out of time. Tune in next week and I'll tell you then. Are you ready for today's poem? Please. It's called December 10th by Deborah Slicer. Last night, a single goose flew over the house, throwing her voice out ahead of herself. A stone skipping across still water, a joyride. Then she followed the beautiful sound across a meadow of moonlight and snow. A clean bowl waiting to be filled with the most delicious 
thing. I'm captivated and pulled into the image and sound and taste of that poem. It's short, but rich. May I read it? But of course. December 10th by Deborah Slicer. Last night, a single goose flew over the house, throwing her voice out ahead of herself, a stone skipping out across still water, a joy ride. Then she followed the beautiful sound across a meadow of moonlight and snow, a clean bowl waiting to be filled with the most delicious thing. Hmm. Simple question, pretty clear answer. What's the action in this poem? Well, it's a single goose flying over the house. Yeah. And her voice gets thrown out ahead of herself like... A skipping stone. Yeah. And the sound itself leads her to a meadow. And what's the meadow like? A clean bowl waiting to be filled with the most delicious thing. Do you look out at a landscape sometimes and see it in terms like that, like a plate full of a feast or hear a sound and think it's like a stone skipping across water? Yeah. What is the meal you imagine eating in that snowy meadow? Mm, Maybe some warm, delicious tomato soup with a grilled cheese sandwich. And I'd eat some and then the goose would come and she'd eat the rest. segment of the show. Do you have a vexing question for me? Yes. Joe Biden is the oldest person to have taken the oath of office as president. Who is the youngest person ever to have been president? And who is the youngest or some of the youngest leaders around the world today? Great question. I'll look it up and get back to you. And I've got the answer to your vexing question. The youngest person to become president by election was John F. Kennedy, who was 43 years old at his inauguration. In case you didn't know, inauguration is the swearing in of a president. However, Theodore Roosevelt was sworn in after the killing of William McKinley in 1901 when he was 42, so he was really the youngest president just not the youngest president to be elected. However, it's not just presidents that are young. Here are some of the youngest political leaders around the world. First off, there's 34-year-old Santa Marin, who is the world's youngest sitting prime minister after being selected by Finland's Social Democratic Party to take over as the country's leader. Next off, there is Alsi Honcharuk in the Ukraine and North Korea's Kim Jong-un, who are both 35. And lastly, there's the El Salvador president, Namibian Bukili, who is 38. Boy, Kennedy, age I am, Roosevelt and all the rest of them, even younger. Am I too old to be a good young leader? I don't know. You could run for president in my fifth grade class. 
must know everything. It was produced by me, Rossa Smith, and him, Jeremy Smith. And the amazing music was by Furniture. Get cool, you must know everything. Merchandise, submit your own vexing questions, and listen to more than 50 previous episodes at our website, youmustknoweverything.com. Please rate, review, and share the show. And please tune in next time for everything you need to know.